Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. My name is John, and I'm thankful for you. I pray that God is blessing you in the midst of a pandemic that continues, in the midst of social unrest, of political unrest, and and this is just around the world. There's just so much that's going on. And what I want you to be assured of is that God is still on his throne and he is still at work. And I am so blessed each week to hear from different people all around the world who are making Jesus famous and people who are using and leveraging media to be able to to find those people that the Holy Spirit is working on. And so I thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm thankful for those of you who have started watching the live video training shows that I do as well, especially if you're just getting started. I hope those are a benefit. Those are every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you go to our Kavanaugh Media Facebook page or YouTube channel or GNPI's, Facebook page or YouTube channel. You can see the training on there. And if you send us questions or any kind of issues, we'll try to address those right there in the show as well. Now, this podcast is just an opportunity for me to speak to, to you all, this tribe of people who is who are using technology to, to try to find and make disciples who will make disciples. And we, as a, as a business, as mission at Kavanaugh Media, we don't want to get caught up in there's only one way or this is the only social media channel or this is the only type of ad or even how you do your discipleship or church planting. However you do that, maybe you're a church, maybe you're doing house churches, maybe whatever you're doing, we want to help you. I want to stand before Neil probably probably on my face someday before the Lord and be able to say, I tried to help as many people as possible do everything that they can. And that's why I'm excited about today's podcast, because we have a practitioner in this interview today, and his name is Matt. Matt is going to introduce himself here in the call. So I'll let you listen to that and see just what organization he is working with, but he is working with local people in the country where he's at, and they are trying to reach out. And it's just interesting to hear his story today as they have been doing this just for a few months and how the Lord has blessed their first efforts and some challenges that they've faced and some encouraging first fruits as well. So I hope that this podcast, regardless of how you are doing your disciple making or your church planting, I hope that Matt's story here of how they're trying to partner with the Holy Spirit in Mexico, in Guadalajara, that you, you will be encouraged and that you can learn from that as well. So let's jump right into my conversation with Matt. All right. Well, I'm excited today. We I have conversations always before we hit the record button, and I, I mean it. Every time when I say I am excited about the podcast, it's a good thing, I think. If I was not excited, then I probably shouldn't record it and do it. And I am excited today uh, to share with you all who are going to be listening to this 
to a, a story of a teen that is using media. This is Matt. And Matt, I am going to let you share just a little bit your name, your location, uh, as much as you want to share there a little bit. And then we're just going to work through your story today and your experiences and share that with the group. So Matt, would you introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. So my name is Matt Ostertag, and I'm in Guadalajara, Mexico, and I work with the International Mission Board. And I've been here, my family and I have been in Guadalajara about 14 years now. Mm. And so we've been, our primary task uh, for many years has been church planting. Uh, we've moved into more of a leadership role now, but up to this, our, our still our primary focus is, is church planting uh, here in the city. So it's a little bit about who we are. The, I, I should tell you the Guadalajara is a part of what we call the Bajillo of Mexico. The Bajillo is central seven, seven central highland states of Mexico. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, and it is considered one of the strongholds of uh, Catholicism in Latin America. So mm. it's when I say that, this is an area that is that's extremely traditional Catholic. Catholic. Uh, we still have multi millions of people uh, that every year will walk hundreds of miles, crawl miles uh, to a virgin doll to to be blessed. Mm. And so that's that's the people group that we're working with here. Uh, person, the persecution still exists uh, here in our people group. It's not a government persecution, uh, but when someone were to come to faith uh, here in the area, generally they'll be completely shunned by their family. So when they when they're baptized as a new believer, mm-hmm. it'll be the last day that they see their mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, brothers and sisters. Wow. So that's that's generally speaking the people that we work with here in the Bajio and who we are. Okay, and then you've been using then media to reach out to to this group. Is that right? Yeah, we have. We've, uh, you, you know, when you think about how you share your faith and, and how missionary work goes, several years back, and I don't, I couldn't tell you now when, but many years back, uh, we we were going into indigenous peoples, and we would tell indigenous people, we would teach indigenous people how to read the Bible, so then we could share the gospel with them. And we came to realize as missionaries that that wasn't what we needed to be doing. Mm. We recognized that that these indigenous people didn't have a literate, they weren't literate, and they didn't have a written language. And we needed to, to, to figure out how to share the gospel with them in their own system of communication. And so in that same concept, uh, after spending 14, 15 years in Guadalajara, we've come to recognize that many of our people here uh, don't, don't, they don't read like we read. Mm-hmm. You know, I would call them functionally literate. And so these are people that, you know, they can read a menu at the restaurant. They can read the road signs and all that stuff, but, but they don't sit down and read a book. Mm-hmm. And so for me to, to get a Bible study out uh, and get them to study the Bible through a written format isn't going to be very well received. And for me to, to do Bible story, and we've tried, it doesn't work very well because the people have lost the ability to memorize these stories to be able to re- retell them. Mm-hmm. But what we have figured out is the majority of our people are young here in the city. About thirty to forty percent of our, our people are less are under age forty, um, and so this is a group that, that spends their day on social media, sending uh, short videos and, and short messages back and forth. Okay. And so we've decided we have to figure out how to communicate with them in their own language, mm-hmm. just like we did with Bible storying with indigenous. We need how to redo that and figure out how can we reach this youth group, this younger generation in their system of, of communication. And what are they using? What platforms or what, what worries are you reaching out to them? Yeah. So the, 
big, the main way here is through Facebook and WhatsApp. That's our two biggest platforms here in the, in the country. Okay. And it, is it just you and your wife or do you have a team? Who all, who all is a part of this? Yeah. So we've got a, a team of nationals. Uh, we have about eight nationals on the team. Uh, and okay. then one IMB missionary that kind of, it's kind of liaison between the team and, and the IMB uh, that kind of handles that part of it. Uh, but it's primarily ran by national partners. Okay. That's fantastic. I, I love that. I'm glad to yeah. hear that. I think that's going to be one of those secrets. And one of those things I think everybody, even that listens to this podcast is uh, that's what we all want is to see these movements, these Christ movements among the local people. So when you first got started, were they already helping you or is it just you at first? Or what did that look like? What, what did the first part, your first campaigns, what did that look like for you all? Yeah. So we've been, gosh, we started talking about this, I guess, in the summer or maybe fall of 2019 Okay, is when we began to really explore this concept of what we, what we could do. We were in the U.S. at that time. My family and I were on our stateside assignment. And so we began to talk through that, uh, reach out to, to come some people at IMB about some options and decided this is the direction we wanted to go. And so we were just kind of making plans, uh, came back to the field, came back to Mexico, uh, middle part of January. Uh, did some traveling, had to get some traveling done uh, to, to visit some missionaries. When I got back, uh, as I landed back in the city, uh, COVID was was coming right behind me on the plane, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it hit uh, basically the same week I landed, COVID hit in Mexico wow. and things started shutting down. And we, we realized that, okay, we've got to get this off the ground a lot quicker than we had planned. Right. Uh, so we, we rolled it out in April of 2020 okay. as the city was shutting down for COVID. We actually reached out to the Savior film mm-hmm. uh, and talked to them about some getting permission to, to share a link to the video, to the movie online for, for Easter week, uh, which is a big week here. And so mm-hmm. we, that's how we started the campaign. And as far as national partners, uh, we just began to reach out to those partners that we already had, that we already knew from our own work uh, that would fit in that younger generation that we knew used social media a lot. Uh, talked about the project, what we wanted to do with it, got them excited, and then had them join the team. Okay. And so you ran, basically, Easter campaign was your first campaign then, or right it, right up to that? It how, was. That was that. How did it work? What, what were the results like? You know, Easter went pretty well. Uh, it could have gone better. It could have gone a whole lot worse. But we were getting our feet wet. Uh, we were testing our our, 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 our platform or just our, our structure of how things work, you know, do sure. you have things built right where the links going correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really kicked the campaign. That was the kind of the initial get our feet wet. And then in May is when we really started going live with, with the idea. Uh, and that really went well, man. We, we sent out about a ha- starting from May to August, we sent out about a half a million ads uh, to the city of Guadalajara targeting ages 20 to 40 specifically okay. ages 20 to 40 and anyone in the city of Guadalajara. And we were hitting them with spiritual questions. Some of them were video-based. Some of them were just pictures with, with the words on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them were COVID-related, kind of spiritually related to COVID. And some of them were just, you know, what would happen if you died today? Where would you go? Those kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Just those questions that we've all used in gospel presentations. We sent out a half a million of them. We had 20,000 people that actually spent time looking at that ad open up the videos that we sent the video links to or those kinds of things mm-hmm. of those 20,000, about 1500 of them made personal contact with us and to our communicators. Okay. And so then we began back and forth conversations with those 1500 
over that. And some of them literally went on, those conversations went on for two or three months uh, that they kept continuing back and forth emailing her or messaging us. And some of them were pretty short. You know, they found out who we were and they were done. They didn't want any more. But, but of those 1,500 contacts, 400 of those turned into to real spiritual conversations where we really got into the, began to talk about God. We didn't really get to the gospel, but we got to spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And then we got um, 70 of those, of those 470 of those turned into full gospel presentations. Okay. Well, we really said, yeah, we shared the gospel completely there. And I, we feel like they had enough that they could have made a good decision. Three of those uh, became new believers. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 13, 13 rededicated their lives. And then one of them even followed into online discipleship with us following that. Ah, so first ad, first time, the reach was yeah. about a half million people that saw it. And the results of it were at least three people who will spend eternity in heaven. One of them, there's an ongoing then. Is that, what does that ongoing one look like? Is that a face-to-face or what's that looking like for you all there? Yeah, it's moved into a face-to-face now. Originally, okay. it was more back and forth messaging, and it's, it's shifted into a face-to-face, get them to a local church now. Okay, that that is exciting to hear. Were, were you surprised by that? Was that what you were hoping for? Just yeah, I, you, know, you think? I, I had no no clue going into this. I mean, this is my very first adventure into this, and yeah. I, I had no clue what to expect. You know, I, I thought, man, we're going to dump a bunch of money into this and have no results, and I'm going to have someone ask me why, but... Yeah, I, I really didn't know, but man, I was super excited about the results. Yeah, so I, I, I told you a little bit about Bahio before about Guadalajara and how hard of an area it is. You know, we knock on a lot of doors, we talk to a lot of people before we find anyone that's even interested in talking to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, having four hundred gospel or, or spiritual conversations is unheard of here in that short a period of time. Out of fifteen hundred people, that's 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 nearly a thirty percent rate of getting to, to, to spiritual things. And normally yeah. here, as soon as we start talking about God, it ends the conversation immediately here. Hmm. And so, and then to see 70 of them go to the gospel and that's, uh, that, that this is unheard of, unheard of for us in this area. So we're really, really excited. Sure. Well, you know, and the Bible tells us that the angels rejoice in heaven when one person comes to faith. I don't want to wow. ever forget that when uh, one person, the, right. the angels in heaven rejoice over that. I'll also tell you, after doing this in a ton of places and spending a ton of money, those are great percentages, Matt. Um, I, I don't know. I, you may have, <laughs> you may find the percentages ongoing aren't even that good. But praise God for that. What What about some unexpected outcomes? Anything result from that from that first launch? Yeah, you know, there's a few things that happen. I should tell you, the, our group's name is Dios Te Contesta, or, or God Answers You. Hmm. And it was really neat. One of the ladies that we were communicating back and forth with in this process, uh, just one of the, the tapatios, tapatios, what we call a person from this area. Uh, anyway, so one of the tapatios that was talking to us expressed to us at the end of, after several days of, of conversing back and forth, messaging back and forth, she, she told us, you know, your name is God Answers You. Uh, and God really did answer me after mm. talking to you. And so, you know, how awesome that is to realize that you know, she didn't become a believer, but but she really felt like God was talking to her in the midst of all of that. And that's that's exactly what we were looking for. Another one of those outcomes that 
I never would have guessed is, is the story of a, a lady named Alpha or a youth named Alpha. My wife and I have been leading uh, a local youth group here in the city for several years now at our, at our local church. Mm-hmm. And Alpha is, is actually the, our pastor's daughter, uh, her, his oldest daughter. And, and Alpha, anytime we've gone out uh, sharing our, our faith with people in the city, you know, we, it's one of the things we do with the youth group. And Alpha is always really timid. You know, she never really wants to get out there and talk to anyone. And, and so when this group came up uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to get it going, Alpha said she wanted to be a part of it. And I'm like, oh, okay, Alpha, that, that's okay. I'm thinking you're not going to talk to anyone, but that's okay. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, it's just who you are. So I'm thinking, you oh, know, maybe I can get her, use this to get her kind of out of the box a little bit. Maybe she'll share her faith a little bit, you know, little did I know. This is exactly what Alpha needed because Alpha of those fifteen hundred communicate those fifteen hundred people, Alpha communicated with half of them. Oh wow! She did fifty percent of all the work on her own. Oh wow! And she would tell you, I've talked to her, and she said, "I didn't even know what I was doing. I just loved what I was doing." And I think it goes back to what I said earlier: it's communicating in the way they need to be communicated to. Mm-hmm. And Alpha, what I've been doing is asking Alpha to share her faith with her friends and with other youth in a way that she wasn't familiar with in a way mm-hmm. that she wasn't comfortable with. But with this project, I gave her a way that she could communicate the gospel in her own language. And she shined when she did it. As oh, soon as I gave awesome. her that opportunity, it was, yeah. So that was, that was one of those great outcomes. Yeah. Praise God. Wow. That's great. What about, uh, it seems like anytime something good happens, there's challenges that are a mm-hmm. result that come about from any time we're doing this. And I know this tribe that listens to this would be able to give you a lot of stories as well. What about for you? Yeah. What, yeah. what some challenges that have come up already in the year of doing this? Yeah, there's certainly lots of challenges. And so I, you know, man, I think back and one of the biggest challenges, gosh, I guess one of the biggest challenges we faced during our project, uh, and it has come to an end. I'll talk about that in just a second, but, but one of the biggest challenges we had during the project was, we had someone that said uh, that contact was the one to commit suicide. Mm. And I had a whole bunch of communicators. I had this team of eight national partners that had never been trained in what to do in that event. Mm-hmm. And actually, I guess at that point I had a team of seven uh, and we quickly found a Christian uh, counselor that would work with us and added him to our team of, to make it eight uh, to help out with some of those situations that they rose again. And that was, just, that was a really tough thing. It was a tough challenge for everyone on the team to deal with. Sure. You know, they, they felt like they didn't do enough. And we had to assure them, you know, you did more than they had before. and You did everything you could with what God gave you. But that was a tough challenge. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's been really tough, uh, we've lost pretty much our entire national team has kind of slowly drifted away. And it's because of those great results we were talking about. Mm. Uh, we had a lot more contacts than we had planned on. And so they had a whole lot more work than they thought they were going to have. And so Uh I'm trying to now figure out how do we balance that with the amount of communications we were having and the amount of hours it takes to do this, how can we distribute that better? And with COVID uh, continuing here in the city, it's really been difficult to redevelop that team, but that that's been another challenge. And lastly with COVID, you know, we've offerings have been down everywhere. And so as offerings are down, We've lost our funding for this particular project. And so I'm working at reestablishing that and getting another, another funding source to, mm-hmm. to get it off the ground. But so for right now, we've got the project on pause, uh, but 
yeah, that's a couple of the challenges we've faced. Yeah, and those are some big ones. And, I, and COVID has just magnified so many of these things that, that are out there um, that are going to be there anyway. And I think it's just made things even even bigger and harder in some ways. And yet I also think like you sh- you saw, it, I think maybe people are hungry. They're looking for yeah. stuff in the midst of that. So what would you, you're, you're not even quite a year into this. You've seen some seen some early results. You've seen some stresses, and you've seen some uh, unexpected outcomes. What would you, if you were sitting down to another IMB worker who's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe wanting to try to use social media to to help our ministry or to help reach out or find you know find those who are lost." What would your advice be to them? You have have any anything that you would say to somebody? Yeah, you know, I, I think I'd go back to the the old Nike logo, and that's just do it. Uh, you know, I, I would tell you, yeah, I spent a lot of time contemplating. What do I do? What's the next step? What? How should I make this happen? And what worked is COVID because when COVID hit and we were just forced to say, okay, we got to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. And literally when we started in April, I mean, it literally was like two weeks. Uh, we said, okay, we just have to, we just have to quit planning and we just have to do it. And it came out very different than we thought mm-hmm. in that two week period. To, to push it out, but that's what it was. It was literally just saying enough is enough. Let's quit thinking about this thing. Let's quit overthinking it. Let's just start. Yeah. Uh, you know, reach out to your youth in the area, see, see what your common platforms are, what the, what the people are using mm-hmm. and start sending out some spiritual questions. You know, it's trial by error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it. You're preaching at the choir here, Matt. I, I, I love the ready, fire, aim mindset to iterate, to press buttons, to just trust God. And yeah, we're going to make some mistakes, but, and I'm thankful there's, there is a tribe, there are coaches, there are people. I know you've got some great people within your org that are providing some of those trainings and resources. And, you know, we, we all learn and share together. And that's the purpose of this podcast is to, to train, but also just to share and to encourage. And, and I am very confident that there are people that are going to listen to this podcast today who are going to be encouraged by that because they're they're either just right at that point thinking and looking to get started or they're in that first year of it too. And so, um, yeah, thank you very, very much. First of all, for what you're doing for the kingdom, for the people there in Guadalajara, and for just taking some time to, to share today. I would love to talk to you again, even on this podcast a year from now, and just say, all right, well, What's new? What's what have you learned now? You know, what things have you have broken? What things are, are you figuring out? What themes are working? Uh, and I think that would be a, a tremendous benefit to many others. So thank you very much for your time and for for sharing with us today, Matt. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here and I appreciate everything you're doing for the kingdom. Uh, my joy. All right. There is my interview with Matt, who is working and trying to make Jesus famous there in Guadalajara. I am so encouraged, and I hope you are too, of just hearing his attempts, his first fruits of him working, and even how it encourages some of his local people, where they're beginning to stretch their spiritual wings and finding gifting that maybe they didn't even realize that they had. So I hope that you're encouraged today to keep pressing forward, keep doing all that you can. If we can help you, if you have questions, please contact us. We'd love for you to subscribe to this show. Give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen. And I hope that the live video training will be something that will be a benefit for you or for others that you know who might be wanting to use media in their outreach efforts as well. 
That's on every Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can go to the Kavanaugh Media Facebook page to watch it. So until next time, keep pressing forward. Keep doing everything you can. Pray for the people on your team. Pray for your families. Pray for the kingdom, and may Jesus come back and find us faithful in all that we do. Until next time, take care, and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for him and for his kingdom.